0: And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast, where I pick the podcast and I shut my cake off. And today we are back again with the delightful KJ,
1: Beth and Sarah. Do you guys want to quickly say hi? Hi. (laughs) We love it. Um, Today we are all back to talk about John and basically how much we hate him and why. So if this doesn't sound like your kind of episode, now would be the time to click out and we'll see you later. (laughs) No one's made it this far into the podcast yeah. you know, knowing how much you guys hate John Winchester. I'm sure someone actively seeks out ways to fight for John Winchester. It's actually just J.D.M. <laughs> He's like between takes on the set of The Walking Dead, like scrolling through Twitter. Like, actually, John was just crying his best. He's got a burner account and he was just commenting on everything. I mean, her. I only watched one season of The Walking Dead, but isn't his Walking Dead character also very hated? So like, oh, that's yeah. he busy? I saw his first few seasons and yeah, hated him. But I think he has a arc of some kind, or they just, he's bad and people love bad. I don't know. Obviously, most people will already know all of you guys uh, by this point. But just in case anyone has for some reason chosen this to be the first episode they listen to on our podcast, wild choice. Do we want to <be> with <Wild laughs> Robin and just introduce ourselves? So, KJ, if you maybe want to start. Yeah, I'm KJ. My pronouns are she and they. I'm the host of the Supernatural Opinions podcast, and I fucking hate Jarwin Jester. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Beth, I'm one of the hosts at Raising Perdition and my pronouns are she, her, and I also fucking hate John Winchester. (laughs) My name is Sarah, my pronouns are they, she, and it seems like there's a theme of hating fucking John Winchester.
0: (laughs) Hi, my name is Jamie, I'm the regularly scheduled co-host of this podcast and I also fucking hate (laughs) John Winchester. (laughs) I just felt left out a bit though, guys. (laughs) 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 Valid. And today we, if you haven't already guessed are
1: going to be talking about how much we hate John. In fact, we're going to be trying to rank his top shittiest parenting moments from one to five. Then at the end, we might try and make a combined list and maybe mention some, some other honorable things that uh, didn't quite make the
0: list. It's <laughs> important to mention that everything that we will be mentioning today is a shitty thing that he has done. Like, none of this is good. No. No. I feel like I would really struggle, though, to make a list of, like, top five best John parenting moments. Oh. There's... Nothing. So not like good... I'm trying to think of a single example of John being a good parent, and I can't seem to manage it. And I just thought of another example of John being a shitty parent, and I can't believe I didn't put it on my list. I just thought of something else as well. Okay, so here's the
1: thing: I basically made a giant list of all of the things I could remember John being the worst for, and I do have a number one. I know what I think the worst one is, but the rest of them, I really don't have a way to distinguish them. So I think I'm just gonna pick at random just a little bit uh because all of them fucking suck <laughs> they're all equal second to you yeah yeah so i'm going to start with basically just the plot of the pilot but something that is a running theme for john which is that he just keeps leaving and not being telling anyone where he's going he abandons his children his wife, his friends, every he just fucks off. Maybe he'll leave a cryptic note sometimes. Honestly, though, no. isn't that the best thing that John could do? <laughs> For anybody? <laughs> leave? <laughs> yeah. And that's why it gets my number five.
0: <laughs> as shitty as it is as a parenting decision, it's somehow the best possible parenting decision he made. Sorry, I'm taking my number, my former number five off the list. <laughs>
1: AJ rearranging as we go.
0: I've literally just rearranged too. So <laughs> we're in this
1: together. Um, So I think my new number five is going to be not calling back when Dean was
0: dying in faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even need to be justified. Yeah. Just like, I'm correct. There is nothing else to say here. Yeah, yeah that just speaks for itself. <laughs> okay, so he wasn't
1: dead, but you didn't call and find that out. So for all you knew, he was already dead. <laughs> and he didn't care. So that's great. My number five is when he finally shows back up he yells at Dean that he should have called him because Sam was experiencing visions. And I'm like, and Dean was so right. I'm so proud of Dean for standing up for himself in this moment. And it was like, call you. I did. What do you mean? And oh, fuck John Winchester for that moment. Oh, <laughs> better <laughs> chance of winning the lottery. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> what was your number <laughs> I have a number one and then everything else is just a uh, double. <laughs> Equally the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think oh man, these are all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Putting this at number five just puts into perspective how many awful things he's done. Like this is number five. There's so much worse. Not socializing the boys or teaching them normal life skills. Yeah, yeah. They are so sheltered. Yeah. That's basically what I took off my like original number five was like removing them from like Bobby and Ellen
0: and anyone who treated them like children. hmm Okay. My number five is, in fact, having a secret third child. Oh my god. That didn't make my top five. Like, not even close to my top five. He didn't even make the list. He just straight up has another kid that he doesn't mention. He just abandons his children for several days to go and visit this child.
1: Take him to a baseball game. Fuck John Winchester and his love of baseball. (laughs) That's the, like, consistent thing that we know about him. He loves fucking baseball, apparently. (laughs) Oh god, it's really. I want to like combine so many of these, you know, like a lot of them tying together. All right, I think my number four is going to be that he used Mary's memory as an excuse to be an abusive asshole, which is not only him being an abusive asshole, but it's also disrespecting Mary's memory in her death, and also the way that he like rewrote their marriage after she died to like act like everything was fine and perfect and amazing when actually it was already going to shit because he sunked. my number four is from bloodlust and it's that anecdote that details where john takes him when he's 16 to hunt monsters and they leave 12 year old sam in the car on the side of the road somewhere near a forest while they go dispose of the monster body it's bad for every child involved <laughs> Cause that's not a safe place for Sam to be either. Like, forgot about that. I hate him so much. Just can't. I literally, I'm looking at my list and I'm like, I can't actually order these. Like, all of them suck. I was already trying to combine things into my list. Of, like, mm-hmm. this is a big one, but I'm just stuffing things that he did wrong in each of them. <laughs> my number four is the fact that the last words that he ever spoke to Dean Winchester is that he might have to kill his own brother. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's just a really good sentiment. To leave off with, you know? It's just great. There wasn't a spot for it on my <laughs> The emotional trauma that that alone brings, just combined with the death itself and the manner of his death, just be like, hey, by the way, I wouldn't want to fucking do it, so you better. <laughs> that is also my number four combined with the fact that he sold his soul for tea. <laughs> and then in parentheses, I have mostly because it. Fuck Dean up <laughs> severely. I fully believe that they just would have found a better way to keep Dean alive and not give him a lot more trauma. It, oh god, I fucking hate that shit. And then making Dean think that it's a viable option to keep his family alive. The precedent that that set for the boys was so bad.
0: <laughs> My number four is, in fact, isolating his children from potential support networks. This ties back in, we've already had a mention of this. The whole thing of like Joe and Ellen and all and everyone at the Hunter bar knew that Dean and Sam existed, but they'd never met them. Like Mm. Dean and Sam had no idea who these fucking people were. So like it clearly wasn't for like Dean and Sam's safety in terms of like, you know, John didn't want people to know he had sons because he didn't want them used against him because people knew that he had sons. Dean and Sam just were not allowed to meet any adults who might be able to fucking protect them from John.
1: I am so glad you guys mentioned it because I also had like removed his kids from their community. Like it didn't quite make my list, but like it certainly, well, this is the thing. It did make my list because I'm picking these at random. But like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's already been mentioned, so you it can move on. Mention, so I'll pick something else, you know? My number three is going to be leaving them unsupervised. And I put in parentheses as bait because that's not confirmed, but I think we can infer that that was the plan, specifically from the Striga mm-hmm. in Something, Something Wicked. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big yikes. Being Dean for not killing the monster. Like, bro, you left your children there <laughs> as bait and then got mad when one of your children didn't protect the other children from being bait, which you deserve, like... Who is, like, nine years old, and, and you never looked at him the same? Fuck you, John Winchester. Oh my god. KKJ,
0: number three.
1: My number three is from The Pilot and Deathman's Man's Blood.
0: It's disowning Sam for going to college. That's not a normal thing to disown your children ever. That was actually on my list until I swapped it out at the last minute.
1: (laughs) Death is the top three school in the U.S., like of all of the possible schools you could go to and like that's just an insane thing to do. And then to be mad that he didn't come back for it. After you designed it. After yeah told we'll him not to come back. So we didn't. My number three is kind of already been mentioned, but the way that he just always used Dean as bait. And like mm-hmm. we learned more in Dead Men's Blood. Like how not just bait as in like the child thing was bad in the Striga mm-hmm. episode, but like going up to the monsters themselves and being like, hey as like a 16 year old oh that makes me so mad so as I've been looking at my list I wrote the same thing about four different times in four different ways different fonts John sucks (laughs) in all the ways in different fonts so I'm gonna put this at number three which is basically pawning off hunts to the boys with Cryptic messages, slash no background info, slash not teaching them enough about monsters, considering he wanted them to
0: be hunters. It's okay though; vampires are extinct. (laughs) So (laughs) true. They know that much.
1: (laughs) But John's one of the best hunters that ever was, apparently. Really, clearly,
0: fantastic tracker. Okay, in my number three spot is the fact that he was like, "You're gonna either have to save Sam or you're gonna have to kill him," because like. Wow, that's just dumping that's insane, emotional right? trauma directly <laughs> on your child.
1: That's actually uh my number two. Skipping right ahead. Like
0: <laughs> We're all um, united in this one. Run.
1: He really looked at his child. And like, do you know what the thing that really, really gets me about this scene is this is one of the only times that we have John be like at all self-aware. And he actually like says it in like, I'm sorry for what I put on you. And then he immediately follows it up with, anyway, here's this other insane thing that I'm going to put on you and then I'm going to go die, okay? All right, bye. Yeah. Remember that child that I told you your entire life's purpose was to protect? Yeah, you might have to kill him. Anyway, I'm out. It's not my problem anymore. That's yours. And then he went and kissed his hazel and we weren't allowed to see it because the network was afraid. And um, and then that was it. My number one and number two like, could honestly be tied. But my number two is the implied physical
0: abuse we hear about in dark side of the moon you'd almost make my list only didn't because it's only implied whereas like a lot of this other shit we see on screen you just shouldn't hit your kids. that shouldn't be a difficult concept
1: <laughs> i don't think we need to elaborate on that one that could be KJ's psa of the day if you like <laughs> <laughs> jamie i the psa it's on <laughs> my number two was almost Number one, but I had to balance it with like versus children, but I will never forgive John Winchester for not caring that Dean was on his deathbed and that he did not call back. He did not show up. He did not care. He did not give a damn that Dean was dying until it was important to him. And I will never forgive him for that. My number two is... Leaving Dean alone with Sam literally all the time and blaming Dean whenever something bad happened to Sam. Then I cited something wicked and Flagstaff and literally any other time.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, my number two was using his children as bait. And also the fact that he used Dean as sexualized bait just makes me even more like icky and uncomfortable.
1: I don't know how people explain that one away, honestly. (laughs) Like, hmm. So my number one this is the only one that I was like this is my number one and it's actually whatever he did that made Bobby tell him he'd shoot him if he ever saw him again oh valid because like we don't actually know what caused that but knowing that Bobby stuck with them through everything we've just listed what the fuck did he do that made Bobby say if you ever darken my doorstep again I'll shoot you but also Bobby you should have just did it and taken the kid literally so I'm like okay And we don't really know where in the timeline this occurs. So I'm like, it could very well be based off the events of Dark Side of the Moon. You just connected dots in my brain that I can't unconnect. Yeah. What the fuck did he do that was so bad that Bobby was like, that's where I draw the line. But also, Bobby, you know the kids are there. You know that the kids are still with him. Take the kids. But yes, whatever that was had to be something kid related. Like, There's nothing case related that John would do that would make Bobby that bad. That has to be related to Sam and Dean somehow. Like in my mind, there's no other th- thing that it could be that Bobby would be that passionate about. And he was so happy to see them when they showed up at the end of season one. He was like, "Oh yeah, you guys, you guys are fine." <laughs> yeah. So that's my number one. My number one is the regularly leaving a four, five year old, and an eight and nine year old alone for days at a time in a motel, especially if you're using a state. But also like. Using the child abandonment and like the bait situation of something wicked, like he used that against Dean for the rest of Dean's life, like to manipulate him into following orders. So like, there's neglect, and then now there's child endangerment, and then now there's also psychological manipulation. It's a nice little abuse trifecta. (laughs) Check every box, John Winchester. Way to go. (laughs) My number one is very like almost identical. I had to put the child neglect, like literal children who are not even teens yet alone, but so much so that you're making your eldest child care for your youngest in a way that he's willing to sacrifice his own life later for that child, feels the responsibility that he has to make Christmas better. The amount of weight John Winchester put on Dean to mother and father his own brother and leaving them alone for weeks at a time while he did that. My number one, which was very like from the beginning, as soon as I wrote this down, I was like, this is going to be my number one because Dean is my little guy. (laughs) And it is manipulating Dean into thinking that he wasn't smart and he was worth less than Sam and that all he was good for was anything physical and being completely obedient and a shield for Sam which is like a lot of things, but like it's all the same thing at the same time. <laughs> no, I get it. Like this list is so hard because like I said, like so many of the things you guys have said literally are on my list and I've just left them off because they've already been mentioned. I'm like, cool, well, we'll have a bit of variety. <laughs> I don't think we can Franken-list this one. I think this is just like... I'm
0: frankenlisting as we speak. We <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> will
1: not stop the frankenlist. <laughs> Jamie.
0: <laughs> Jamie's on it. Okay. So my number one is something that has not actually been mentioned, and I'm surprised oh. because for me, the reason it's my number one, I'm going to give you a bit of a preamble before I tell you. The reason it's my number one is it exemplifies basically everything wrong with John's parenting. I look at this one example, I'm like, oh, that's why you're a shit parent. When Sam says I had monsters under the bed, he gave Sam a gun. I forgot to giving a child, a nine-year-old. He gave his children guns. A nine-year-old. For me, it, it it exemplifies everything. It's like this thing of like, oh, I'm not responsible for that. I don't have to try and fix that for you. That's not my responsibility. I'm not going to be the parent. I'm going to give you a gun and then you can deal with that. That's a you problem, not a me problem. I do remember now that when I started
1: to make my list that I meant to put that somewhere on there. And I remember thinking like, oh, like the Australians and the Canadians are going to laugh about like the Americanness of giving a nine year old a gun. And then... <laughs> it didn't even make the list when I actually like, sat down. You're you're so right though about it, like perfectly exemplifying everything that's wrong with John's attitude toward parenting, though. Yeah, it's just like, oh, a tiny child has come against an inconvenience for me. Well, deal with it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that didn't even go on my list. Like, it wasn't even listed out in my giant twenty-something thing. Do we want to go through like honorable mentions? And it feels weird to say honorable mentions about this particular topic. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) That we're shitty, that weren't like top five for us shitty, but we're still really horrific things for a parent (laughs) to do. Oh, one thing none none of us mentioned, that he fully spent all of their college funds. Oh, yeah. Guns and ammo. They had, here's the thing, he could spend that money on fucking anything. He could spend it on food. He could spend it on babysitting. But no, 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 no. Technically he didn't give sam a gun he bought sam a gun with sam's own fucking money (laughs) he said don't worry son i'll pick it out i've got the perfect thing lined up for you it's a honorable mention but it's also like it just encompasses what the fuck is wrong with him is that he puts mary before his children and in my list it goes he puts mary parentheses dead above his children (laughs) parentheses alive (laughs) so true I am not calling back when the boys were investing in their former house for Mary Dad. It's not as bad as not calling back when Dean was dying, but it, Dean was crying on the phone. And that is not typical Dean behavior, especially in front of his father. All of the times that John ignored their phone calls, I was just lumping in under <laughs> him disappearing with yeah. no fucking yeah. reason. Like, I'm not telling him anything. Like, In that one, like, he does come to town, though, which makes me more mad at him. He goes to Missouri's, but he doesn't show up to them. The thing that fucks me off is that it's like, okay, so he's getting the messages. Yes! Yes! Yes. He's listening to them, because if we didn't see him in that last 30 seconds we could as the audience be like okay maybe like he's trapped somewhere maybe he's he's been kidnapped maybe but no he's just choosing to ignore his children and then yeah like three episodes later Dean is literally
0: dying and we know he's getting his messages oh that makes me so upset I'm so angry when y'all are ready I do think I've completed a draft of the Franken list obviously not set but based on what everyone is saying and sort of the vibes, I have tried to rank them into a top 10. Prize. So vibes, the vibes are just rage. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: vibes are rage. It's a singular vibe. I have one more thing that I know that we put in our pilot episode and we made a TikTok about it. The fact that the first thing we see when the house is burning is that John lets his toddler four-year-old get an infant out of a burning house and just is like, he'll be able to do that. That's fine. Like, like I know his wife is dying, but a four-year-old should have never had to get an infant downstairs and down out of the house. We touched on it in our pilot too, where it was like that was the moment where John was no longer their dad in any capacity. Like in that moment, that is the first time he gave Dean an order, Uh and like that was the end of that. And we know he was kind of a shithead before that because of stuff from like Dark Side of the Moon and like knowing that him and Mary were on the rocks and like whatever, but that moment is when it all shifted and it just never
0: reverted from that moment dean was his soldier also the fact that even in the pilot so mary's asleep right and then she hears something so Mm. she gets up to go and get the baby but john is literally sitting downstairs watching tv mary has to get out of bed where she is sleeping presumably because she's been looking after a newborn all fucking day i mean i assume
1: he's also asleep on the couch like i don't think he's awake
0: yeah I feel like it does paint light to, like,
1: their marriage, though. Like, he didn't bother to go to bed. I know people fall asleep watching TV all the time, but, like... Yeah, he came home, and the kids were going to bed. Mary, at some point, went to bed, and he didn't go at the same time as her. Like, I have one more honorable mention. In the season one finale, when John's possessed, he, like, is demanding for Sam to kill him. And when Sam doesn't do it, and he's no longer possessed, the look of disappointment on John's face is identical to in something wicked when Dean doesn't shoot the Shriga like it's that exact same look but Dean failed to shoot a monster Sam failed to shoot his father which is an insane thing to ask of your choice I also realized like first of all you're correct that is an insane thing for him to have done none of us mentioned the fact that when he is possessed by Azazel Dean knows because (laughs) Because he's too nice. nice he would never be proud of me what are you talking about you're not my dad he's like he'd be pissed (laughs) how anyone can look at john and be like yeah he was an upstanding guy what a good dude (laughs) john apologists are the only people i will consistently fight with we all have delusions that's fine (laughs) we're all delusional (laughs) but child abuse is just not something that we can be delusional about that's the thing it's like john is an abusive father and i just can't let it last He's literally a villain. Like, he is painted like... Like, Jamie knows about Chuck in a lot of season 15, so this isn't a spoiler for her, but, like, the John versus Chuck coding discussion and the yes. fact that Chuck ends up being, like, you know, the villain. Yeah, because they're, they're the same character. They're the same character. Like, the point is that John was the God equivalent. That's the point of the Kripke era. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. have, you know, the whole for
0: Michael thing. Yeah, and John was God. Okay, are we ready for the Franken-list?
1: Yes, hit
0: us at the Franklin list. Okay, I'm going to go 10 to 1. It <laughs> feels weird calling them best best instances of child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just roughly based on, like, the discussion we've had, like, where everyone else ranked them. So in at number 10, I put disowning Sam for going to college. think it's, you know, emblematic of a lot of other things, but, like, didn't actively put his children in danger. So that's the bar we're working That's with. the bar we're working <laughs> When you think about how Sam, if everything else was
1: different, like would have been better off, just never going back. like.
0: And then in at number nine, I had having a secret third child. It is just wild to me that he was like, I'm going to have a third son that I'm also going to like abandon and neglect. In a different way. In a different way completely. Like he was like, I'm having some variety.
1: Yeah, Like, let me make sure I cover every base of child abandonment and
0: abuse. The only reason it's better for Adam, though, is because he has another parent. Yeah, exactly. He has his mom. The reason that it rates so low is it doesn't actually really hurt the brothers too much. It's a ridiculous thing and is inherently not great, but it's like... It's shitty when they learn about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. At number eight, I had uh, spending their college funds. For me, this is like very emblematic. And the fact that we get the canonical confirmation that it was in fact on weaponry. That he then gifted them. That he then gave back to them. (laughs) Wild. And then at number seven, I had the physical abuse. The only reason it's so low is because it's only implied. We don't get any canonical examples. We just get the implication of it. And then in at number six, I had using Mary's memory to abuse his children. This is everything regarding that situation. And then at number five, I had pissing off Bobby slash isolating his children, because no matter what he did to piss off Bobby, it ultimately resulted in his children having no external support networks outside of him. And this is something that whether he did it purposely with Bobby or not, he did with every other possible safe adult character that they could have had.
1: While we're here as well, like we didn't mention it, but like it's such a like a pivotal point in abuse tactics is to mm-hmm. isolate your Victims like that is a thing. Like you cut them off because yep. then they have to rely. You make them dependent mm-hmm. on you. Like yeah. Also, like our two most solid examples of that are Bobby and Ellen. And like mm-hmm. we don't know what the disagreement with Bobby is, but clearly there's been some disagreement. And with Ellen, it's that John got her fucking husband killed. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't want to face her anymore. He doesn't want to deal with that thing He's that he a did. Fucking coward on top of it all.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't matter that she's
1: good for the boys. It's he would have to face her. <laughs>
0: In at number four, I had not calling back when Dean was dying in faith. And just that entire situation yeah. and not giving a shit when his child was actively dying. Especially when contrasted with the fact that he is very much like, oh, but we got to protect Sam at all costs.
1: Yeah. And like, even in um in my time of dying, like even Sam has a massive crack at him being like, Dean is literally dying and you don't care. Like, all you care about is getting this like demon. And like, ultimately, like he's doing it so that he can make the deal. But that in itself is inherently bad so it's like i feel like that kind of gets tied in there
0: too okay and then uh, in at number three i had giving his children guns (laughs) Yeah, they're literal children and that sort of it's you know emblematic of you know he gave them military fucking training as children but not enough yeah yeah that's (laughs) actually
1: also important (laughs) when the fbi has you on a list of some sort of potential supremacist
0: you're done fucked up (laughs) In at number two, I had actively manipulating his child using guilt for being a child, aka the parentification of Dean and forcing him to be bait. So I managed to wrap a lot up into that, but that's what <laughs> yeah. the active yeah. emotional abuse that he put Dean through in if Dean wanted to be a child, even for like two minutes, that was not allowed. He manipulated and emotionally abused Dean in that he forced him to see himself as Sam's parent, essentially. But also as less than Sam. Like I'm wrapping a lot up into this one. It was really hard to narrow down to 10 choices. (laughs) And then number one, top of the list, child abandonment. Just general. (laughs) Did I miss any key points, guys?
1: No, I think that was the gist of it. I think that's a phenomenal job. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm impressed.
1: That was really good. Does
0: anyone think that like I rate them inherently badly? No. Oh. Are there any that you're like, oh, we could swap those two? The only one that, like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, maybe it should have made, like, a specific mention in the list is telling Dean that he had to kill Sam. But that does kind of fall under number two. I was going to say, I think that comes under number two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only one that I would maybe move higher is the physical abuse, because Mm -hmm. I think it's heavily implied enough that we can accept that it happened. Mm -hmm. But I, like, I get why it's lower on the list, because we don't actually see an example of it. We just get the implication. I'm like trying to think of what's implied as physical abuse in those first five seasons mm-hmm. and like isolating those five seasons versus the rest. Any other season. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I think, I think like maybe we just leave it as is.
0: Yeah. Good Again, time. the only reason it is so low on the list is because it is purely implied. And I can only think of yeah. one really clear time when it is implied. And that is Dark Side of the Moon. It's also isolated to Dean. There's a there's an instance in
1: season 2 where Sam says that John doesn't hit that like had never hit them. Oh yeah, cuz then we get Dean's like weird reaction off of that or something. I feel like I remember this. So he was only
0: physically abusive to one child and that's
1: better. <laughs> oh.
0: Only 50%? 50%. <laughs> that's a better ratio than women
1: dead, sorry. <laughs> John's doing great. Oh my god. Of course it's Dean. Oh, okay, wait, there are technically three children, so it's technically like a 33%.
0: Oh, yeah. No, but, like, seriously, right now, everyone's trying to think of one time that John was a good parent. You know what, the only time that I can think that's, like, an example of John being a good parent is taking Adam to a baseball game, and it's not even his main child. It's, like, his side child. But
1: also, Adam
0: hated that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. John was like, hmm, I have to go bond with this child I'll take him to something that I like and not find out if he's interested right. at all. Because baseball is his thing. He's like, I have a day off. I want to go to the baseball. Two birds, one stone. I hate this man so much. Like, I know he's fictional, but he mm-hmm. does fill me with a very real visceral rage. Yeah. Oh, it's there. It's real. It's Oh, oh. okay. I thought it was- it's not even a real parenting moment, but young John being horrified that they are raised to be hunters. That's the closest I can get. Actually, he's actually their father. Yeah, he's not actually their father yet because neither of them are born. Oh, okay. And one thing we didn't mention, and this is kind of like Canon and Jason, Mm -hmm. which is why I didn't put it on any of my list. But the Dean's 17th birthday gay nun situation. (laughs) I purposely did not include anything from the journal because it's not in the canon of the show. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of shit in the journals that is
0: bad. I realized there's a key example that we didn't include that we maybe should have talked about. And that is the fact that even as like a three-year-old Dean was having to comfort Mary. Cause John was a shithead. Mm-hmm. Like even before Mary was dead, John was already like forcing this child to do his emotional labor for him.
1: Oh my yeah. gosh. We didn't really mention his drinking. <laughs> that was <is> straight <laughs> up an alcoholic. And we're like, that's not,
0: that's not even worth mentioning.
1: <laughs> I thought that doesn't even register. That's just like, contributing factor to the rest of the child abuse that's (laughs) happening yeah it's like really low on my list (laughs) however though like his way of like coping drinking causing Dean to not only parent Sam but like take care of John when he came home Mm -hmm. because he was drunk but then also passing down those unhealthy coping mechanisms Dean is an alcoholic like oh yeah and like if he's not even looking up his guns do you think he's really being responsible mm -hmm. with the alcohol like how young do we think oh well, he had his first beer with his dad when he was like what we do actually have like canon about that yeah i feel like dean was drinking before it was just the first oh, beer yeah. that john gave, gave him. him
0: i forgot another honorable mention forcing other people to watch his children oh yeah, man. because he was just straight up abandoning him in hotels and that like the cleaning Random staff were people. ending up having yeah. to watch over his children for presumably no pain
1: yeah I keep almost, like, throwing things in, and I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I always think about when Adam's, like, complaining about how shit of a dad John was, as Sam just goes, the only thing worse than having him around a couple times a year is having him around all year. Yeah, before, like, all the other spicy stuff happens with Adam and being, you know, raised from the dead and all that. Like, he has normal daddy issues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, like, regular abandonment, didn't know the extent of it. Fair, I mean, oh, I hate, I'm going to say to be fair at the talk about John, but, like, John presumably didn't know Adam existed until Adam was 12, so, like, the first 12 years he gets a pass, but, you know, the the ensuing years should really have been... The way he could have, like, settled down with that woman and, like, left his children with her instead... And when he found out that Adam existed, he could have introduced the kids. He could have opened up that so that the kids could stay with her sometimes, maybe not all the time, but some of the time. The way that when he found out that Adam existed, he quote unquote, dropped everything and raced over to meet him. But yet when Dean was dying or when Sam had visions, he was like, whoop, wrong number, new phone, who dis? (laughs) Call my son. Call my son, yeah. Dean's like desperately leaving him a voice message and the voice message from John is like, if you're having issues, call Dean. And he's like, I can't do that. (laughs) I am Dean. I tried solving my own problems. It's not working. I tried all the coping mechanisms I got. (laughs) The other thing about being mad that Dean doesn't call him about the visions is that Missouri already told John about Sam being a psychic. So John already knew.
0: Like, he's just mad at Dean because he yeah. didn't hear about it. But also, the other thing is Dean has tried to call him. And if he answered the phone, they probably would have told him about the visions while they were on the call. Yeah, this is the first time they've been together long enough to fucking talk about anything.
1: If he had a conversation with them instead of calling them, telling them there's a case and telling them, do that, go there, and then hanging up. Or go away. <laughs> Wait, I've never even thought about the fact that Missouri's like, you know, he has really good otherly senses. I don't know how he didn't sense his own father. I never thought about that. John just was like, there's nothing to think about with that. I'll wait until I know explicitly and be mad at Dean (laughs) for (laughs) it. I think it's Dead Man's blood. He and Sam get in a fight and then like as the fight is just dissipating a bit yells at Dean about the state of the car. About the car. Yes, I was gonna say. Dean isn't part he's mad at Sam and he's just like Mm -hmm. taking it on Dean for no reason. The fight is over. Yeah, but he makes himself feel good and powerful by belittling his child. Yeah. Yeah, the one that won't fight back.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also they're literally him and Sam are ready to physically fight and Dean is forced to step between them to stop it.
1: Yeah. John fully
0: has
1: Sam's shirt in his hands. Yeah, and it's literally like Sam will like fight back, and so whenever John had like loses an argument or reaches a stalemate with Sam, he will literally take it out on Dean because he's like, yep. "Well, this will give me a kind of boost. This will feed my ego." His little soldier. Also, I want to say that there's a point where John actually says to Dean, "Like, I liked it better before you talked back," or so, like, there's like a point yes. where he says something. Yes, head, right. I think he says when Dean like called him out for being like, "I could not reach you." He was like, "You're right." I don't like this new attitude mm, of yours. Yeah, You're yes. right. Also the fact that the, when they finally like see John, it's when the cult is introduced. And the only reason why he shows up is because he wanted the cult. Mm-hmm. Cause they're just there for the case because it's like, oh, this is monster related. And then they just, John just sees them
0: <laughs> and is like, I guess I'll see my son. <laughs> I here. feel like there's also a point where they make it like, they're like, oh, when Sam was getting disowned for going to college, They make a point of like, oh, but you said things too, Sam. And it's like, "Mm -hmm. Sam was a fucking child. You are a grown ass man. He was a child doing a very reasonable, normal thing. And
1: John had a very abnormal reaction. (laughs) Going off of like Dead Man's Blood and the cult, just the whole like keeping the information from them as long as possible until Sam literally almost crashes their cars together. And then continuing to not let the boys help really until like it's too late and some of the vampires get away instead of you know killing them because he wouldn't allow them to help
0: and that's where the icon jenny the vampire comes into it <laughs> dominoes do you know what is a
1: horrifying thing that has just occurred to me based on jamie being obsessed with this joke if john was, uh-huh, he was dead, in a bigger... have bigger...
0: died in the finale.
1: yeah he couldn't, mm-hmm. leave, at least not in that way. I have to go. <laughs> I have to leave. Sorry. That's like, actually, this is where I draw the line. John is responsible for 1520. Oh my gosh. That was actually my number one for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, that gives out a lot more. And then I realized that Jamie knew about the finale. And I was like, oh, I got to bring it up now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know very little about seasons one through. 15 like 18 like i know about 15 18 15 19 15 20 i don't know anything else about the series i just know about <laughs> them because before we started the podcast beth was
1: pissed
0: <laughs> she was so
1: just me valid i remember spending like an hour explaining the valentine's day mass delusion destiel wedding like twitter fiasco oh god
0: what a time to be alive, kids! The joy is now I get to make very, very pointed jokes about the finale.
1: The the, the dots we've connected with Dead Man's Blood to the finale are—it's still racking around in my brain, and and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it, but I'm also like slightly relieved. Like it's nice to blame someone for that, and
0: that's I would I love blaming John
1: for everything. <laughs>
0: I love the fact though, that you can directly chase it back. It's like if John was better as a hunter, Jenny yes. wouldn't have lived. And then Jenny couldn't kill Dean in the finale. So it's like, you can blame John. Not at least in that way. Like he might've still died because duh, but. (laughs) The rest of the the
1: case was also from John's journal. Oh my God. Yeah. Did anyone have any final thoughts on just shitty John stuff that you want to pop in here? Or are we? I hate him. him. (laughs) I think our feelings are all pretty well stated. Earlier at the beginning of this, you're like, if this is for some reason the episode you decided to listen to first, I just imagine <laughs> someone also hates John Winchester and they are like, perfect. This is the episode <laughs> for me. Well, I think that just about does it. Thank you all so much for being here. It's been a delight. If people wanted to find you, get more of your opinions, where might they go to do that? I'm on TikTok at SBN Opinions KJ and Twitter at SBN Opinions Pod. Opinions. If you want to find me specifically anywhere, I'm Beth Loves Casts. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. And I'm mostly active on Twitter and TikTok at Skirt Skirt. Sometimes there's a dot in between, but they'll figure it out. All of the links will be in the description below, so you can go and click there if you want to find anyone. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you had as much fun listening as we have had recording. And hopefully we'll have you back next week or next episode, whichever comes first. Bye. 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 <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs>